And I'm Mon Glass, and that's Lyle Southwell, and this is The Breakfast Show. And this is Encounter with God, where we get to study the Bible as part of the 20 million movement. And I am going to hit you with a clue for our quiz. Who am I? This is going to make it so easy. This is such a giveaway clue. You're all about to get it. Get your fingers on your phones. 1-800-FAITH-FM. 1-800-324-843. You ready for this? I told a group of sailors to throw me overboard. Just chuck me. Chuck me over the side. Have you ever done that? <laughs> Surprisingly enough, no, Lyle. Well, yeah, it could be fun. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what planet you're on. No, it could be fun. No. You know, just look. Maybe, maybe you um, you know do one of those small boat cruises through Croatia or somewhere or other and anchor up in a little That's harbor. That's what you did. I'm sure you do- dove off the side and it I'd was great. Many, many, many times, all the time. The boats Absolutely. that I've been on have been massive and it'd be questionable whether or not you survived the plummet. The <laughs> yeah, this is very true. You yeah. would hope you landed in the wake where there was lots of bubbles. Yeah, that's right. Because I haven't really been on a smaller boat before. I've only done massive, massive cruise ships. Oh, you are missing out. Have you ever done a massive, massive cruise ship? No, but I've done lots of... You don't of, know what um, you're missing out. I've done lots of cruising on yachts and small mm-hmm. boats and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's yeah. just so amazing. Amazing because no, you know, you're missing you, out. You pull up into into a little harbour somewhere, yeah. a little a little you bay. You can pull up into little harbours in, in a cruise ship. You can, <laughs> you can you can pull up a massive cruise ship in Sydney Harbour, dude, and park it alongside that um that building, the dock there. Yeah, whatever. Right next to the uh-huh. Museum of of Modern Art. I'm talking about little remote. And do you know what else is great? Bays where there's nobody else there. You're not fooling you me because I know full well how much you vomit on those little yachts of yours. Vomit. Yeah, I remember that time you did the bass straight and you puked everywhere. Yeah. I have in my entire life of sailing, I have vomited once. And most in my sailors, entire most life of cruising, I've vomited nuns. <laughs> 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 I win. <laughs> and to uh, to be fair, it was blowing. <gasps> it was blowing sixty knots. Faith FM breakfast show goes on a cruise, dude. Let's do it. There you go. What Head a great harbor. idea. What a great idea. <laughs> Live from a cruise ship. Couldn't be Do you want to do that, Producer Shell? Cruise ship, yes. Thumbs up all the way. <laughs> we have the votes. Let's let's do it. We're all unanimous. All right. So we'll have to uh, run this past our big boss. Yeah. That's what Maddie has to Hi, say. Maddie. <laughs> Maybe he's listening in this budget. morning. <laughs> Forget the new computer. Let's, let's have an end cruise. of year party and let's go on a cruise. <laughs> yeah. All right. What are we talking about today? Man, I really hope it's not Lamentations again. Please don't be Lamentations. Is Lamentations. No! <laughs> Psalms 82, I do believe. Oh, Let me go mercy. there very quickly. Although, do you know what was really great? It was really great having people, so many people call in yesterday and it help was. us out. It was. I think more often we should do a study where we don't know what we're talking about so people can call us, us, us up and teach us a thing or two. Absolutely. I quite enjoyed that. It was that really, aspect. really good yesterday. Hey, Lyle, can I just say one more thing before we dive into the study? Mm. Tonight is the night, dear Liz. Listeners, um, that the Is God for Real program is on. Um, so ex-atheist Peter Watts is presenting tonight at 7pm at the Gilliston Heights Community Centre. It's totally free. Um, if you want more details, just go to isgodforreal.com.au. Uh, tonight he'll be speaking about whether or not we can know the future and the signs of the time. So 7pm, get yourself down there. If you're in the Newcastle Hunter Central Coast region, make sure you come on down. Okay, Mon, Psalms 82, and while you are turning there, let's talk about corruption. Oh, yes. Is corruption a major feature of our world today? It is, I would say, almost the norm, which is sad. Okay, so let's talk particularly about developing countries. Yep. Uh, The reason we're going to talk particularly about developing countries is because they more closely mirror 
the ancient world. If you study the political system, um, the judicial system, the system of law and policing and so forth that existed in the ancient world, particularly where you have um, you know monarchies tending to be the norm, mm-hmm. um, which you know sort of grows out of chieftains to kings and so forth. That, that that kind of thing was the norm back in the day, and what that did was create an environment that really lent itself to corruption. And so where you have similarities to that, um, we can think of, uh, say, somebody like Robert Mugabe. Mm-hmm. He was basically a king. Yeah. He lived like a king. He acted like a king. He acted like a monarchy, even though theoretically there was um, a democracy taking place. But, you know, the the practical reality was that he operated as a king. And whenever you get that, you know, ultimate power corrupts ultimately yep. uh, and produces ultimate corruption. And that's what we see in a lot of developing countries. Yeah, it's absolutely true. You know, any time that I... More s- so than we do in, in developed countries. Yeah, any time that I see uh, like a developing country, right, and they have issues that I sort of think to myself, that's such an easy fix and it's in everyone's best interest and it's mm-hmm. not happening. Mm-hmm. And I ask someone from that country, why isn't this taking place? The answer is always, well... The government's corrupt and the money that's going towards that is just being swindled. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And you can find that in, um, you know, lots of different areas. My father lived in Zambia for five years. Mm -hmm. And some of the, you know, the stories that he would tell, like, for instance, the local policeman. The government appointed him as a policeman, provided him with a uniform, one uniform, that was all, and a motor scooter. And that was it. That's all the government gave him. They didn't give him any wage or income or anything like that mm-hmm. because they knew that the system was so corrupt that he was going to get his own income anyway. So why provide income when he's going to be collecting <gasps> lots of bribes anyway? Oh, I see. I just want to pose a question. And so it's actually a system where corruption is so endemic that the system cannot exist. It cannot function without corruption. I see. And so from my dad's perspective, you know, he just, he just provided fuel. You yep. just fill up that motor scooter whenever it needed filled up and they had great security around the farm. I want to ask, like, with this sort of... I mean, that's a bit sad that, that, that even the government sort of plays into it by not providing a wage. But why, why do you think there is this level well, of... Well, they sort cr- of... I guess they got, they got fed up with paying these guys twice. Yeah. But why do you think there is such immorality in terms of corruption in developing countries. A developing country, people who live in developing countries, like are they are they are they inferior in terms of morality? Are they are they not educated in terms of what's right or wrong? Like what is like what is the issue? Why do like in society I'm particularly thinking about Africa because you know you and I have just come from there. Yeah. Why do they not realise that they can elevate an entire community by not being corrupt? And instead, go down that path of corruption and collect money for themselves, and actually make everything worse. I don't know. Is it? I was just reading. Dumb? I was just reading a um, an article yesterday, a news story yesterday from Timor Leste. Because it's hard to say they don't know better. Because I feel Timor, like they must. Timor is a very new nation. It's very close to Australia geographically. Um, Australia was very involved in actually becoming a nation um, and gaining its independence from Indonesia. And so, and, and a very poor nation. Um, and this article was detailing it about it, uh, detailing an airport that they have built in Timor Leste, 
they spent $120 million of foreign aid building this airport. And it's a really slick airport when you look at, you know, it's got the, it's got the, uh, you know, the, the full security system, the full check-in system, everything, you know, the conveyor belts, you know, the carousels, everything mm-hmm. that you would find in a modern airport. It is a bright, shiny, new, modern airport. They put it in a location where there is one flight arriving every four days. Are you kidding me? And on that flight, it's a 15-seat plane that lands. What on earth? And then they have a four-lane freeway. This is in Timor-Leste. Yeah. A four-lane freeway. I mean, the entire country doesn't have enough cars to fill up a four-lane freeway. The entire country. A four-lane freeway that uh, goes for 33 kilometres to nowhere. That's it, it ends at a, it ends at a gravel road. That's absurd. And it starts at a country village. Why? Well, this is, and, and you know, it all comes down to um, corruption, mm-hmm. and you know, certain government ministers getting to choose where and how they want to spend the money, and money just being wasted in 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 bucket loads. I want to know. And if what you take is- that same amount of money and spread it evenly around various projects, you know, in the state. You know, turn some of your your gravel airstrips into sealed runways so that they were, you know, they, they ceased to be just seasonal airstrips. Um, seal a bunch of your roads, put in some irrigation so that stuff's not being washed away during the wet season. So much that you could do. I just want to know, like, why on earth, like, what benefit did they have building, like, a multi-million dollar facility out in the middle of nowhere? Like, like... I understand when the money disappears into pockets because that's obvious. You're just lying in your own pockets. But what what benefit did they get spending the money building an airport in the middle of nowhere? It just it just boggles my mind. It boggles my mind. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so this is the context in which we need to read this psalm. This psalm is not so much written for uh, people like you and I that are living in a developed country. This is a psalm that is very much written for people that are living in an undeveloped country because going alongside of financial corruption is corruption in the justice system. Mm -hmm. So basically, if you live in one of these countries, if you know people, then you pretty much have a free reign to live how you want. Yeah. Um, If you know the right people, if you're friends with the right people, if you are related to the right people... And if you don't know the right people, if you are not related to them, if you are not friends with them, then you can expect uh, financial oppression. You can expect uh, probably zero justice that is ever going to come your way. Um, you can expect a, you know, depending what from one country to the next, a level of persecution, displacement, um, care factor zero from the government. These kinds of things are the expectation. And so injustice in a corrupt nation is actually the norm. So, you know, you can't expect to go to court and, you know, have a uh, um, a jury, you know, decide whether you're guilty or not. You know, for instance, when I was in Papua New Guinea, when I was preaching in Madang, um, I was talking to my security guard and he was like, oh, yeah, he's telling stories. You know, cops love to tell, sit around and tell stories. Yeah. And he was telling a story that happened recently. There was this guy up in the mountains behind Madang there that had got involved in the cargo cult. And he's telling me all about it and how that, uh, you know, he's accused of uh, abusing young girls. And so he's like, yeah, we went up there last week and shot him. Whoa. And he's just like, yeah, just telling stories. Like, oh, it's just what we did. 
That's the justice system. That's the justice system. Wow. It's just too much effort to bring them down to Madang and put them through the court system. It's like the coppers don't want to be bothered with it. Yeah, and then he'll probably get a little free. Now, there was, you know, from the stories that I was being told, there was very good evidence that this guy was dodgy as. Yeah. yeah. And if you know anything about Papua New Guinea and the level of abuse that goes in Papua New Guinea, I would be surprised if he was innocent. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a strong society is built on a strong justice system. And in these kinds of circumstances, you just don't get that. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about, you know, the the uh, horror that we have when, you know, the Papua New Guinea um, police go into the, uh, you know, deal with deal with riots, for instance, in the in, on Manus Island where, there are, where the asylum seekers are. And they'll just wait in there with pieces of 4B2 and, and put the riot, riots down. We don't do that in Australia. We negotiate for like weeks on end. And, mm-hmm. um, but that's, you know, that's, that's the norm there. We shouldn't be surprised when that kind of thing happens in, in that kind of a country. Um, and so injustice is the norm along with uh, corruption and bribery. And the reality is if this guy up in the mountains that we were talking about that was abusing young girls, if he'd had enough money and if he'd aligned the right pockets, he would have been free to continue doing that. Yeah. Okay, so that is the context mm-hmm. for this psalm. Okay. Let's read it. Psalms 82. God presides over heaven's court. He pronounces judgment on the heavenly beings. How long will you hand down unjust decisions by favoring the wicked? Give justice to the poor and to the orphan. Uphold the rights of the oppressed and the destitute. Rescue the poor and homeless. Deliver them from the grasp of evil people. But these oppressors know nothing. They are so ignorant. They wander about in darkness while the whole world is shaken to the core. I say, you are gods. You are all children of the Most High. But you will die like mere mortals and fall like every other ruler. Rise up, O God, and judge the earth, for all the nations belong to you. Okay, so we do have another lament here. And uh, that actual phrase, you know, rise up and judge the earth, that was the, that's, the, that's where the, uh, the song that we're listening to, you know, rise up, um, is quoting from this particular psalm. But, uh, you know, when you, when, you, when you work your way through, let, let's go back to verse 1. Just give us verse 1 there because there are a couple of key points that we need to draw out of this particular psalm. God presides over heaven's court. Okay, stop right there. Mm-hmm. This is a message to anyone who is living under oppression. What is the message that God is giving to somebody who is living un, in, in an oppressive regime right here? That God actually is in control. That's right. There is a court system and justice will be done. Mm. And people who do not live in an oppressive system don't really appreciate the need, the human need that there is to see justice done. They don't really appreciate, you know, uh, the closure that comes and the healing that comes to a human being when justice is done. And this is one of the reasons why God does preside over that court and why God will perform acts of justice. We often spend a lot of time, we spend the bulk of our time in modern-day Christianity talking about God's mercy, Mm. and we avoid talking about God's justice because it has become politically incorrect. incorrect. It seems to be unloving. Yeah. But God is a God of healing. And the human mind, to be healed, needs the closure that comes from seeing justice done. Yeah, there's a lot of people who need justice. 
That's right. Yeah. And uh, some people get very offended that, oh, no, God surely wouldn't do that or God wouldn't do this or God wouldn't do the other because, you know, why would, why would, God, uh, why would God, you know, um, punish mm. in a punitive sense wicked people once they're lost because they ask the question, okay, you know, what's this actually going to accomplish? Uh, because they're lost, they can't be saved. Is God getting some kind of satisfaction from uh, from just you know meeting out punitive forms of judgment? And it's no, it's got nothing to do with God. God's not gaining satisfaction from this. It's got nothing to do with the wicked. The wicked are not being taught a lesson by this because they're already lost. It's about the healing of the righteous. Mm. The victims. It's about the healing of the victims because the victims need closure. Um, you know, we, we see some um, some really really graphic examples of that that take place. You know, here in our country, there was uh, um, some years ago, about four years ago, there was a lady on the uh, north coast of New South Wales here who was raped to, de- to death, and they knew exactly who the perpetrators were, and they got off on a technicality. That's disgraceful. And you can imagine, you know, this is a, this is a mother of six children and oh. all this kind of stuff. Um, just horrific. Just I wouldn't even dare go anywhere near the details of the story on air. It would just it would just turn your stomach. Mm. One of the most horrific acts of violence I have ever read about. And one of the things that uh, you know the family was really struggling with for a very very long time was that there was no closure. And because there was no closure, there was no healing, they couldn't move on. Closure, healing, and a sense of justice is necessary for a person to be able to move on from the PTSD that they suffer when they go through an event like this. The good news is that they eventually uh, found a way of convicting these guys and locking them up, but it was years down the track. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is, ne- you know, and, and what you've also got to think about is the rest of the universe. You've got a whole universe that has watched this world. We watch this world for, you know, our 70-year-odd lifespan. And, and that does a lot of damage to our brains and creates a lot of PTSD that just needs some healing. The rest of the universe has been looking at this world for 6,000 years. Mm. Imagine where they're at. They need to have they need to see justice so that they can have closure they need to see justice punitive justice meted out on satan so that they can have closure and so that they can move on and that's what this psalm is all about and that's why it begins with there is a god in heaven who is a judge and who presides over a court and who will bring justice okay verse one again please mon God presides over heaven's court. He pronounces judgment on the heavenly beings. That's verse one. That's verse one. Okay. What you've got here is that when God judges, it's not just going to be the wicked here on this earth, but it is going to be Satan and his angels who receive justice as well. Um, this is, you know, the, the great controversy being between Christ and Satan is played out here on this earth, but it is universe wide. It is universe-wide in its effects. Um, And so when you come down to the end of the millennium, where Satan, the Bible says, and his angels and the wicked are thrown into the lake of fire, that's what's actually taking place. They are being killed in that lake of fire. That is punitive justice taking place right there. 
We're going to take a break. This is Bifrost Arts with the song How Long. Um, this has been chosen by our producer. Take a listen to the lyrics of this song. Yeah, this is the one I mentioned a minute ago that uh, I think...
That was Bifrost Starts with How Long, another um, song drawn from this same Psalms, Psalms 82. Hit us with another clue there, Mon. What have you got for us? Four, the Lord commanded me to go to preach against the city of Nineveh. Who am I? Give me a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843, or text 0491-064-669. Tell me the answer. I'll send you a prize. Who got sent to the city of Nineveh, got thrown off a ship, and mm. wanted was so angry he, he wanted, wanted to, to die. die? Yeah, yeah. I think this guy acted a bit like a two-year-old the whole way He's through. He's a little bit of a tanty, tanty yeah. kind of a fella. Yeah. A couple of times. And yet, we see ourselves in his story. Here's another clue. Oh, okay. I'll give you another clue. One of the most successful evangelists of all time. That's the surprising part, isn't it? <laughs> You're always <laughs> like, like, what? Him? Never. <laughs> <laughs> yep. If you can think of a more successful evangelist, let me know as far as uh, numbers of uh, numbers and conversion goes. Mm, whole city. Whole city. Oh, we're giving clues away left, right and centre here. Yeah, yeah. There's no, no small city either. Okay, where are we going? We were talking about Psalms 82, and we have talked about God's punitive justice and the reason for it. The reason for it is because it is for healing. Yes. It's to bring about healing. Mm-hmm. It serves nothing to benefit the sinner, and it serves nothing to benefit God. We need to be very, very aware of that. It is to bring about closure for the universe. It's a little bit like how... Um, uh, um, disciplining your children is out of fashion at the moment, and I think it's all like you know non PC. Yeah, and so we we have the same approach to God. It's non PC for Him to serve justice, and yet it's needed. It's a reflection of our culture. Yeah, it is the uh, the whole aspect of doing away with um, God's punitive justice is a reflection of the culture in which we live today. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it comes from. I understand where it comes from. People have a very soft heart, and people accuse me of having a cold heart, and it's probably got a bit of truth to it. We found that out yesterday during our Bible study. <laughs> uh, but it people is- that have a very very soft heart, and I appreciate the fact that there are people like that in the world. It's, um, if the Look, world it's not was, fun. If the world was like me, it would not be um, a yeah. good place. It's not fun, but it's. I mean, that's what they call it: God's strange act. That's but, right. But it's it's more so like ha- having to do what's necessary. If God never did this, there would be no such thing as a strange act. Oh, I, I would be zero interested if God wasn't a God of justice. Mm. If God just stood by and let bad stuff happen to me, I'd be like, who is this God that I should believe in him? Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go on with Psalms chapter 82. While, we, while we're going there, you know, I, I think one of the, the, the concepts that comes out that I do here on occasions is that, you know, sin separates us from God, and when we're separated from God, we automatically die. Yeah. And so this is not God doing, doing anything. It's us, you know, killing ourselves. Uh, but the reality is that when Adam and Eve were thrown out of the Garden of Eden, the angel was placed at the entrance of the garden to stop them from going in so that they could not eat from the fruit of the tree of life and thus become immortal sinners. That was the purpose for the angel being there. So we need to remember this, that immortality with the, combined with uh, the, the fruit from the tree of life and sin can coexist. Yeah. The Bible's very clear about that. Anyway, where are we up to? Uh, Psalms 82. Uh, why don't you read for us verse 2? Because now we need to move on from what God is doing to what we should be doing. How long will you hand down unjust decisions by favoring the wicked? 
Okay, so this is a message now to human beings. God has stood up and God has said, okay, I have a court in heaven and I will judge every person on the planet. In fact, I will judge every person in the universe. And so because I'm going to judge every person in the universe, then what about this one? What about your unjust decisions? Do you think you're going to get away with it? And so really, in many ways, this is an appeal to human beings. Get your act together. You need to be just in the way that you act. Keep going for us there, Mon. Give justice to the poor and the orphan. Uphold the rights of the oppressed and the destitute. Okay, so what we have here is our moral responsibility as human beings. And justice is one of those key moral responsibilities that is given to us as Christians. I read an interesting statistic recently. Oh, yeah? Um, in the United States, which people group, because there are a number of different people groups in the mm. United States, are least likely to help a refugee? Oh, that's a good question. People group least likely to help a refugee. Would it be the natives of okay. the country? It is white. To be the least likely to help a refugee, you're going to be white. You're going to be um, middle class. And you're going to be Christian. Really? Yes. You, I mean, the first two what was like, What does that yeah, say no about... That's right. But that last one really caught me there. That's right. I mean, I would Somebody thought- who is not a Christian in the United States is more likely to help out a refugee. That is really surprising. I wonder why. I get the other bit because they don't understand the, how it feels to be in that in that position. I think the people who are most likely to help refugees would be other former refugees because they, yeah, yeah, sure. they have the empathy levels. They know exactly what it feels like, so they want to reach out and help. So the people who would be so disconnected from the situation would be the people who haven't gone through it. So yeah, no, I'm not talking about illegal be, immigrants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because they've committed a criminal act. That's different. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about refugees. So I'm not surprised by white middle classes, but I am very disappointed that Christians I think sometimes that refugees become confused with illegal immigrants yeah Um, but that is just a statistic that is that should be gutting for all of us when we read Psalms 82 Mm. this is a message for us as Christians um, about our attitude towards others and the hard cult this is a message for me because you know I can be a little bit that way at times I have to this is, this is a wake-up call. And praise God for God being in my life. That's all I can say. Yeah, amen. Same uh, because I kind of wonder where I would be and what kind of attitudes I would have if I didn't have God in my life. Same here. And if I wasn't confronted with Psalms like this one on occasions. Mm-hmm. All right, give us uh, another verse there, Mon, and we'll, uh, we'll just talk about these verses one at a time as we work our way through. Rescue the poor and helpless. Deliver them from the grasp of evil people. Interesting uh, statement in our Bible study here. Um, you know, where it says this psalm emphasizes that those who fulfill such ro- roles in society are appointed to act as judges under God. Oh. So when we are given the role of being a judge, mm-hmm. and here in Australia that can be any person, mm-hmm. you can be called upon at any time if you are a voter to be a judge and to sit on a jury because if you're a juror, that's what you are. You're a judge. You are passing judgment on whether a person is guilty or innocent. 
And when we go into those kind of situations, I've had a number of friends who have uh, acted as jurors. It is really, really important that we uh, remember that we are appointed as judges under God. So have you thought when you think about it? It really is. I've never thought about it as being a judge under God. Because hmm. you're handing down his justice system. Yeah. Which should be fair. Fair, just, and merciful at the same time. And not favouring anyone. That's right. And free from corruption. Mm. Um, what have we got there, Mon? Have we got any more uh, verses left to cover? Uh no, the reason the rest of it just sums it up again and just, you know, talks about how great God is and how he will rise up and judge the earth. So, yeah, we've covered, yeah. Um, I think we have Psalm covered Psalms 82. 82. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And just in time as well. Yeah. the time. Indeed. Yeah. Well, we're going to move on to our question of the day. If you have a question, and your question can be anything to do with a study um, or something that you've heard uh, on the station here before, a number to call if you have a question is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Uh, ask us anything you like. You can text your questions 0491-064-669. You are, of course, welcome to stay anonymous or we can mention you. Uh, either way, just send your burning questions in. We do not know how long we have to live our lives on this earth. If by reason of strength Maybe eighty Only Jesus knows How long our lives will go So teach us to number our days That we to the- 
Forgiveness, or the lack of forgiveness, eating away at you? A relationship breakdown maybe, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. How's it going, everyone? This is Mon and Lyle from The Breakfast Show. Hey, Lyle. Mm? I've got a question for you. Yeah. Is God for real? That's a really good question. In fact, it is such a good question that ex-atheist, devout atheist Peter Watts is doing an entire series of presentations on that very subject, answering some of life's deepest questions. Are you serious? Can I go to this? You certainly can. It starts this Friday night, the 19th of July at 7pm and runs every Friday, Saturday and Tuesday night. Do I have to pay? Where can I get a ticket? It's for free. Simply call 0488. 588955 While I will see you there You're listening to Faith FM Positively different radio Jesus climbed the hill of Calvary And they nailed him on a cross Though he had no sin My friend like me Submitted like a gentleman And let them nail him there and prayed Forgive them, for they know not what they do Oh, there never was a pulpit Like the old rugged cross And there never was such a meeting place as Calvary There never was a greater lesson preached on love by mortal man. And there never was a pulpit like the cross. What a crowd was gathered on the hill of Calvary that day, not long before Christ's Victory was won As his own mother watched and wept beside A friend whom Jesus loved Christ said Dear mother, when I'm gone he'll be your son Oh, there never was a pulpit Like the old rugged cross And there never was such a meeting as Calvary There never was a greater lesson preached on love by mortal man And there never was a pulpit like the cross A guilty man was hanging on another cross that day Convicted of some thievery, his sin and suffering, Jesus. 
ragged cross And there never was such a meeting place as Calvary There never was a greater lesson preached on love by mortal man And there never was a pulpit like the cross As you sit and pray in comfort and in finery adorned Without a thought of shame, regret, or loss Just think of Jesus on that hill in pain Too awful to be born And remember that old pulpit called a cross Oh, there never was a pulpit like the old rugged cross and there never was such a meeting place as Calvary there never was a greater lesson preached on love by mortal man and there never was a Welcome back, everybody. That was Vocal Union with There Never Was a Pulpit Like the Cross. You're listening to Faith FM. We are about to have our question of the day, but before but we do, I want to say this. 10-year-old Isabel, go on. No, you can do it. 10-year-old Isabel has smashed the quiz. She has indeed. Good on you, Isabel. So proud of you. The answer, of course, was Jonah. Jonah never, and the fish. Putting everybody else to shame. Indeed. Was there a clue coming up about a fish? Yeah, the next clue was that uh, this person was swallowed by a great fish, and she got it before that clue, which is, I think, the most obvious clue. But yeah, Isabella from um, Hillsville in Victoria, incidentally right where I used to live, in Narbathong, just mm-hmm. around the corner. Yep. Yeah, good memories from Hillsville. He's been a member of the Hillsville Toastmasters. Oh, there you go. And the craft club there as well. <laughs> anyway, uh, good on you, uh, Isabella. We'll be sending you the prize shortly. Lyle, it is time for our cue of the day, question of the daytime. And Lyle, the question today is a good one. Mm-hmm. It is an interesting one, actually, I want to say. It's an interesting question. Uh, the question is this. Um, it's coming from a mother. And she has said, um, I have a question. My son was telling me that I need to be sure of who I am praying to because now that Jesus is in the most holy place, Satan has stepped into the holy place and is portraying himself as Jesus. I believe that when I pray, I am praying to Jesus slash God. My son's statement doesn't make sense. Can you help? Okay, there's a number of things that uh, that come through. Is that videoing from down there? Yeah, it is. Okay, that's, that's kind of weird because I've got to look down at the camera. Okay, so I, there's a number of things that come through here. And first of all, if you are praying um, genuinely in your heart to God, God is bigger than geography. That's true. Okay, so this is a really important point that I think we need to make. We do get... Um, a little bit too caught up on the details sometimes, I think. Um, details are important in the Bible. But we serve a God who is big enough to know when you are talking to Him and to know when you are not talking to Him. And so if you are talking to God, if you are praying to God, then God is going to hear and answer your prayer. Has Jesus moved from the holy place to the most holy place? Most definitely He has. Has Satan gone into the holy place? 
place. Assuredly, he has not, because Satan has has no access to heaven. Uh, does Satan try and get in the way of our prayers? Well, of course he does. And if a person rejects the fact, you know, if a person knows that Jesus moved into the most holy place and he's continuing his ministry there and a person comes along and is like, okay, I've seen this from the Bible and I can see that the Bible teaches this, uh, but you know what? I'm just going to reject that. I'm going to say, no, don't believe it. Um, And a person becomes stubborn about it, then yes, I do believe that Satan will interfere or um, how should I put it? He will... He will hijack their prayers to some mm. extent mm-hmm. because he's always trying to hijack our prayers anyway. That's that's what is that's what Satan Same does. Way. Yeah, yeah. And so if we are rejecting known truth, um, and in this case, known truth as into where Jesus is and what Jesus is doing, and we are purposely doing it after we know and are convinced that it is true, then yeah, Satan's going to hijack your prayers. Um, your spiritual life is going to take a tumble. Um, you might not notice it initially because Satan, you know, doesn't want to scare you too much. He likes to keep you comfortable for the most part, but over time, um, your spiritual life will tumble and crumble. So there's some things there that kind of have an element of truth to them, but no, Satan is not in the holy place of the sanctuary in heaven. Satan is not in heaven. He is here on this earth. He is creating havoc on this earth. And if you are praying with a genuine heart to God, God is big enough that he knows when he is being addressed and when he is not being addressed. So there's the answer to that question. If you have a question, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. You can uh, text us your answer, uh, questions as well, 0491-064-669. But for now, this is Francesca Botticelli with Forever Love. You are my forever love 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 From the bottom of my heart I'll sing to you From the depths of
Welcome back, everybody. That was Francesca Battistelli with Forever Love. And I'm pretty sure I butchered that name, but that's okay. Uh, we have come to the end of the show, which means that we are about to give something away for free. Love giving free stuff away. And as always, we have uh, an amazing gift coming up for you here with a rubber band around it. Why does it have a rubber band because around it? Because it's two in one. Ooh. Just like there's three in one studio right now. Hey, Lawson, how's it going? Lawson snuck in. Oh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, living my <laughs> best life. Having, having a wonderful day. So good to see you again. So Lawson <laughs> kind of got trapped here yeah. because um, well, I had to talk to Lawson air. while we were off air during <laughs> the song break. And then... And the song suddenly came to an end and I suddenly started talking and Mon suddenly started grabbing the free book and the door to the studio was closed, probation closed and Lawson Lawson was was on the inside. I was found wanting. (laughs) At least you're found wanting in here. He's wanting a free prize maybe. He's not going to get one. So Staff today, don't get them. Today's prize is a indeed a two-in-one. Uh, it is a copy of Jesus Freaks, uh, which is a book all about um, people who died uh, for their for their faith. Uh, it's a book of martyrdom. Uh, it comes with a special edition of the Voice of the Martyrs, um, a forty-year uh, a book as well as so. So it's two-in-one. But yeah, it, yeah. It, this is full of stories which will absolutely bring you to your knees. Uh, people who. Just pay the ultimate price. People who put everything, absolutely everything, uh, on the line for Jesus, for you know, for their God and for their faith. So incredible book, uh, book set. You can get it for free here. All you have to do is be the first person to call through right now. One eight hundred Faith FM. That's one 843 First person will have that sent to them uh, free of charge. There you go. All right. So give us a call right now, and that book is yours. As always, we love your company in the morning, so do join us for The Breakfast Show between 7 and 9 every morning here on Faith FM. Faithful Abraham was counted as righteous. To dwell in a strange land, believed in the promise. Look for a city whose maker was God. Through him, blessing. Came to all the world Teach me to seek thy face Teach me to love thy grace Teach me to walk thy faith Into tomorrow I am 
foreshadowed the Christ still yet to come. to love 